Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. Jay here along with the international man of mystery, a.k.a. the Canadian sensation, Dalton. What's up? Not only am I the Canadian sensation, I am the Canadian AJ Styles. I just spell it E-H. I see. I like what you did there. Okay. You have um any interesting little tidbits about Canada? Because I don't know if you know this, but I am really obsessed with Canada. And it's due to Trish Stratus, Chris Jericho, uh, Degrassi. I, I, I'm really big on uh, Canada. And I, I want to find out more about that wonderful uh great neighbor of ours so you have any interesting facts to share as a matter of fact i do um as you guys might know brock lesnar who was originally from minnesota has dual citizenship with canada mm-hmm. and apparently whenever you gain citizenship with canada you get a shirt that looks like yours that my shirt like literally- the, the shirt from the video two weeks ago that Cass is hating on. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that that's another reason to, you know, jump over to the the, the Great White North. There, that's a wonderful shirt. Oh man, you're not. <laughs> you know, you regret buying that thing. No, I do not. I'm bringing it to WrestleMania, and and like I said on the video, because somebody was talking trash about it, I'm wearing it in my next video, and I will be bringing it to WrestleMania just to be petty, just well, to I don't... be petty. Why don't we do this? Why don't we get Cass to get his uh, tackiest, most out-of-date, eccentric uh, wardrobe, and we'll all do a video together wearing the wackiest thing we own in our closet. But what does Cass wearing a tacky t-shirt have to do with my absolutely amazing fashion choice? (laughs) I'm not not sensing the connection here. Jay does have a point. See, thank you. Well, it's easy to come from him because he's looking quite dapper in his uh, photo right there. And who is this mystery (laughs) third person that you all hear on the line right now? This is the noob to PWF Empire by the name of Micah. And actually, the interesting thing about it is you're not quite a noob. You're just a noob to the air. But you have gone from being a listener to the program to actually being a co-host now. So I would like to officially welcome you to PWF Empire. Micah. I, I wish I had a laugh track or a clap track so I can be like, woo, yeah. But I know for me, since I'm noob, it's crickets. So I'm just going to have to why everybody on the air right now so that they come back for more next time i don't know when you say it's crickets uh there are some folks who would probably wish for crickets you know around here (laughs) (laughs) around here you should know you come from the audience they they, they're like freaking piranhas they'll jump on you so if you do get crickets it's probably a good thing i'm gonna say Mm, that mm. because they hate no i don't want crickets think about it in the wwe look at jinder mahal or not even look at Jinder Mahal. Look at Kalisto. Or, ooh, ooh, I got one. I got one better for you, Jay. Look at American Alpha. Mm. Straight up crickets. Mm. I don't want that. I talked <laughs> to, the... <laughs> I talked to oh, Micah for about a, an hour and a half last week, just talking to him, seeing if he was a right fit for PWF Empire. And towards the end of our conversation, he did start talking about American Alpha and he acknowledged that they're not in a right place in on, on the main roster of WWE, but it like hurts. It really does because I know how emotionally connected I was to that team down in NXT. Just seeing them grow up, seeing them form that team. I remember when Jason Jordan was looking for different partners. And he was trying this person out and that person out. And then Chad Gable comes into the picture and to see them literally 
from day one grow into this absolutely amazing team looking at that championship win down in nxt and being so excited about it the great matches that they were putting on with the revival and to see where they are right now we talked about it last week the biggest match that you can make in the tag team division over on smackdown american alpha versus the usos wwe forced me not to care and a week after they tell me You do not have to care about these two teams because these two teams are irrelevant. They put on a championship match. And the title changed hands. So two weeks before WrestleMania. Two weeks before WrestleMania. If that ain't criminal, I don't know what is. And you know why they're doing that, though, right? It's probably because they don't have a spot on the card. Yeah, which is such a shame because these teams have such good chemistry together. Uh, American Alpha and the Usos. Jay knows personally, um, I think it was two matches ago that they had. There was the spot in the middle of uh, one of their matches where Jason Jordan refused to tag in Chad Gable because he was too hurt. The Usos worked over his leg too much in the match. And Jason Jordan called an audible and he's like, no, I'm not going to tag you in. And then immediately he lost for it. And I was like, right there. I could be sold on any other match they put together. They've got such good in-ring chemistry, and the fact that they're probably not going to be featured in a match on WrestleMania, either of these teams, is criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it just sucks that we had great storytelling like that at that point, and this is concerning American Alpha, the Usos, and SmackDown as a whole. You know how folks out there, they have hashtag not my president. I want to start, oh, start hashtag not my SmackDown. Because I watch this show. I don't know what the hell show this is. This is not my SmackDown. With the rich storytelling, the compelling characters that were battling it out and storylines and things like that. It looks as if SmackDown has taken the booking philosophy from Monday Night Raw, where it's not about the week-to-week stories and just those compelling stories from one point to the next. It's just, okay, we're going to throw on these big superficial moments to get people excited. And that is so fake to me. And that's not what made SmackDown the best WWE show that they've been putting on since the brand extension. You look at the title change here. You look at the end of the show with Shane McMahon and the elbow. I mean, stuff like that on its own in that individual moment, it's good. But I feel as if they're severely lacking when it comes to the storytelling. And it sucks that this is all happening when things matter the most on the road to WrestleMania. Well, uh, for me, looking at it and watching it, all of this, right now, WWE is in the two ways right now. They're, they are in the form of keeping their competitors safe and telling more so with the story rather than the wrestling. And for Raw, it looks exactly the same. Raw looks exactly the same. We get your standard, regular opening promo, uh, good opening match, pile of dog crap for about an hour and a half <laughs> then sorry sorry switch that the first hour and a half is good then a pile of dog crap the second hour and a half and then the last half is roman reigns music ending the show not gonna hate but every time for the past since like december roman reigns's music has ended the show but now that's leading into smackdown because they're going exactly like that remember the smackdown that was when the brand split happened at the very beginning it was a immediate maybe match. If it was a promo, it was maybe less than a couple minutes. And then after that, it would be a match, promo, build, character, depth, growth, match, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Each show would probably have three. Uh, a SmackDown would probably have four. At a good night, five matches. Um, uh, but now they're transitioning into lately, and thankfully I've been taking notes, that... It is oh, look at promo. you, notes. This, oh, I, can yeah, hear, no. I can hear the paper I'm, rustling. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to actually get the Skype working on the on my computer so you guys can actually see me. And uh, I'm going to – I have it call here. I just don't want to mess up, mess up everything. So after this, I'm going to try and do that real quick. Anywho, so a normal SmackDown literally lately since probably after uh, Elimination Chamber. That's it. It opens, honest to God, 
probably 10 to 20 minute promo. But unless it's The Miz, it's good. <laughs> unless it involves The Miz, it's good. Everything else, for example. Hold sir? on. You said unless it involves The Miz, it's good, meaning that if it involves The Miz, it's not good? No, no, sorry. My, my mistake. Unless it involves The Miz in, uh, in the opening promo, it is good. For example, today, this week's with AJ Styles, it was I. Right. Oh, okay. It was I. Right. No, it, it wasn't he, even I, right, dude. <laughs> like, it, he proved his point in like three minutes, and then he just kept talking. See, that here's was, the problem I have with that with that AJ thing. Um, I understand where AJ is coming from. I would have enjoyed if he would have kept what he was saying in the first part of the show consistent because. I don't understand how you're going to show so much aggression to Shane McMahon where you're going to beat him up and put his head through a car window and then say you're not sorry to the audience. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Then you're going to go back to the parking lot and wait for him and basically look like a dumbass the whole show because you're standing there. Not only was that what I believe to be inconsistent with what AJ's character should be, but then when Shane comes out and says, AJ, I'm looking for you, dude, you set up a decoy – with Rhino and Slater, you knew where Shane was gonna be, or you knew where AJ was gonna be. So why are you looking for him? You know where the fuck he is. How are you gonna be any more of a man about this? And then for AJ to be so tough in the start of the show, then at the end of the show say, you know what? I, I am sorry. I am sorry. I I, I got ahead of myself. Uh, and then for Shane to sell or AJ to sell Shane's offense, how are we <laughs> supposed to pretend? Those punches are terrible. Those How are we squirrel to punches. If you guys go on my Twitter uh, at Kool Aid, uh, Micah Kool Aid, you can easily great see... name by the way. Oh yeah, oh, I gotta change it. I gotta change it uh, to so that everyone can find me on all platforms. But either way, um, if you go and check, and Tony saw it, I put up a tweet that was like, "Seeing eight, seeing Shane throw those punches gives me those terrible flashbacks to the promos with Undertaker, man." Mm. It, it all over again. And imagine, we go be there live watching this. And here's the thing about it, because so many people are looking at Shane versus AJ, and they're, the, the saving grace here is, well, AJ, he's going to carry Shane to a good match. That's what I keep hearing time and time again, and it's as if them having a good match, that makes everything that happens before it Okay, that makes the fact that AJ is not anywhere near the world title picture or in a match of greater importance or with someone on the actual active roster, that makes it all okay. And the thing that people fail to realize is leading up to that match where AJ is going to carry Shane, at some point, WWE was going to make this seem as if it was a competitive contest, meaning that AJ Styles... The all-around best wrestler in WWE, point blank, period, was going to have to sell for Shane motherfucking McMahon. And that's what we saw on SmackDown. And it's just something to me, when I look at that, I'm like, hmm, this match, whatever AJ could do in the ring with Shane, it ain't worth that. It ain't worth seeing AJ get his ass kicked by Shane. It ain't worth seeing AJ sell for those little squirrel punches. It's just... (laughs) I can't rock with it. I've heard people try to compare what this match is going to be to something close to Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle way back in King of the Ring 2001. And while I don't think we can take anything away from that match, the reason that match was more believable, if you take away the fact that Shane was younger then, was that there were equalizers in the match because it was a weapons match. As of right now, this match is still a one-on-one singles competition. So for you to try to sell, tell me that AJ is believably being hurt by these... You know these punches where like two people don't really want to fight each other and they're just testing the waters and they're doing a little slap boxing shit? This this is terrible. I, don't, I can't believably buy AJ being threatened by these... I don't even think Shane was like even trying to punch AJ. It probably was like a fly somewhere around like a bee. <laughs> no, AJ Styles, he's allergic to bees. Shane saw it was a bee around him, so he was just trying to swap. I got you, bro. I yeah, got I you, know. homie. That's what it was. He was being a good boss. He was looking out for his employee. Chappelle show, but I always think of Dylon. You too close, man. You too close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every time when Shane, you too close, man. And he just flails. 
viciously, mm-hmm. not doing anything. He's just, just flailing. Lord oh man! Mercy. But every t- I'm looking, I'm actually looking at it right now. I have it typed up on the computer right here, and it every SmackDown as of late has been about ten to twenty minute promo. Then we had that amazing American Alpha and Usos match, and it changes it from what the norm was. Normally for SmackDown, it was do the match, and the match will tell the story. Then the, from there, there will be a logical conclusion step by step. AJ has no reason to fight Shane. His whole reasoning is, oh, man, I'm mad because I didn't. Sorry, I got to get my AJ. Oh, man, I'm mad because I didn't get my get my title <laughs> shot at WrestleMania. Well, I'm going to beat up the management. I can't beat up Daniel because he's beat up in the first place, and I might get in trouble. But beating up Shane, who believed in me, was going to make me get a WrestleMania match. And it's things like makes no sense why couldn't you just switch over just make it make it make sense when when they had aj or they had uh shane and danny bryan in the ring and shane was pulling for aj to get the title shot daniel bryan was pulling for randy orton just make that switch make that switch that would have made things a lot more um aj would have digestible AJ would have did the same thing to daniel and then it actually would have been even more he would have actually been booed because if you saw the freaking SmackDown that I saw, and I put out a tweet again, once again, at Michael Kool-Aid, you, he gets cheered out the ass. He gets cheered so hard. And he could easily have beat up your grandma. And the crowd would have been like, yeah, AJ, she deserved it. She don't need to give you no candy. Yeah, for, for <laughs> AJ to be slotted in this place, knowing that the crowd already wants to cheer him and knowing that it's going to come off, um, it, it, it's not going to come off the way that WWE wants it to because they want AJ to be seen as this vicious, dastardly, just disgusting human being by driving his boss's head through a car window. And the crowd does not want to boo AJ, and he's supposed to be in the wrong here. This is how WWE is positioning him. This is a guy, he's doing all of the wrong things. But it's like, um, no, we, we, we kind of like AJ. We we actually really like AJ. We don't want to boo him. So to it's, put him in this slot, it just... It's the factor of, uh, of being ultimately cheered. I give it for the factor of if you go back, and I had to, once again, did research. I had to go back. And I looked at, um, uh, remember when, when Batista turned on Rey Mysterio, right? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. the whole world hated Batista since then. That's when he got his big push to go face John Cena at WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera, at the end of, the, at the end of that whole feud. Anywho, you have to go after the ultimate baby face. That is Daniel Bryan. He already, he has a baby on the way. He has a head, serious head issue that quotation marks WWE will not let him wrestle anymore. And if he just simply attacked him, he would have been booed out of the ass. Instead, you went for Shane, who is a McMahon, who in a regular WWE fans mindset, McMahons are evil. We have Vince. But Shane escapes that, though. Because I think Shane's not like other McMahons. Yeah, they they said it on uh, SmackDown. I don't think it's necessarily about who AJ was going up against. It was about AJ himself. Like, this was a mistake for WWE to have him in that position. That's right. That's true. And bear bear in mind, though, like, we're, I know we're all being, we're allowed to criticize this, but we're all being a little bit. Uh, egregious because I'm sure that match is going to be fun. We're all going to have a blast seeing it. But well, what's leading up to it? That, that goes without being said because I love live wrestling. But anybody who listens to this program, you know, I am a big story guy. This is the reason why I watch wrestling. There's nothing intrinsic about wrestling itself. The act of people grappling around that draws me in. It's all about wrestling being an avenue to tell stories so that's it's a, th- this is the reason why i watch so hell yeah wrestling i'm gonna be a, critical and hell yeah i'm gonna have a wonderful time at wrestlemania too so i'm just gonna say that it, it ain't, it ain't <laughs> stop i have to sit through those women's matches 
that I do not want to see at all. And we will get there when we get there. Wait a minute. But... Wait, you, you have to sit through. What is this about? You're saying Dude, that like this is a chore. I don't want to see. You said it yourself, Jay. I saw it. You don't. Nia has no business being in that match. But the Much thing less... about that is that's connected to the story. That's not that's not about the oh, match yeah. itself. Like the match, I'm gonna really like that match too. But there is a story that is being told between Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Charlotte. That triad right there that does not necessitate the presence of Nia Jax. I, she could do uh, something in the match, but uh, you know the the story itself. She doesn't need to be there. No, especially since she doesn't even need to be in the finish for the match to be over. And but this is one that's of where those her things from my... WWE. You can clearly see that it's like, oh hey, well we don't have a spot for her. Let let's throw her in the uh, my girl, championship my girl, match. My girlfriend put it like this, and she loves Nia Jax. She's she's Samoan, so she's got to be in WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 she's only been watching for like a year and a half, and that was, and she already figured out the formula immediately. <laughs> He's Samoan, so they're in. <laughs> I mean, to me, Tamina, she's related to The Rock. Where's her spot? Is what? she? She's to me. She's related to Jimmy Snuka, and the, Jimmy Snuka isn't directly related to The Rock. They just are somehow. Well, technically, homies. technically, <laughs> The Rock isn't even directly related to uh, Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns. Reigns. What kind of blasphemy do you speak of? They I are, have seen the WWE product. Isn't it? No, they really hold, on, hold on. It is a blood brother yes. relationship. Blood brother, blood brother relationship. Not, I'm trying to keep it kayfabe, man. Not <laughs> DNA. It, 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 not it's like, it's quote unquote blood brother. But that the same way that The Rock is related to Roman Reigns, he's related to Tamina. He, he bought her a car a few years ago. He was like my cousin, so... Shit, he, he he's buying her cars and stuff like that. They they got to be related somehow. But we but we spiraling. We we already said everything we did about AJ. Um, y'all want to uh, go towards the tag teams real quick? Get that out of the way. Well, weren't we talking about the women? True, true. We'll keep that up. Um, for well, first off, I'll give my view on the women. For one, I want it to be a singles one on one women match. You said it once again. You said it yourself. 75 matches since a gosh dang women uh one-on-one women's match at wrestlemania to me uh melina versus victoria i think it was let me see was it, it was yes. WrestleMania i can't i can't verify that it's that sounds about right uh, that that's about that's about right I, I don't remember whichever wrestlemania it was but either way yeah it was that was it and since then we've had Oh, we need all the women here. We need all the women here. We need all the women. I, if if for me, personally, I wish for a fact one of the two women's title matches were going on. At least one of them would have been a one-on-one match. And we've already, you guys have already discussed about the whole Bailey fiasco that they missed a huge opportunity with yeah. having not be at Wrestle, getting title at WrestleMania. First off, I think Sasha's going to win it. But they could have easily done Sasha versus Bailey, because Charlotte's already done. But the, they're they're prolonging it. They're doing the natural WWE method of prolonging the match and prolonging the thing. And I understand, and story wise, they're doing it well. But they could easily have just kept it simple, copacetic, and it doesn't make them to me and to even other women that I've spoken with about wrestling. It makes them look a little lesser than men that WWE cannot trust the 12 or so women to have a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. And I think Raw would have been perfect. SmackDown, eh. <laughs> like, like, they have a lot more character depth in the SmackDown women's roster, but none of them are, like, top-tier Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte. Even as sad as it makes me feel, Becky Lynch. If you could have just kept it Sasha and Bailey, I would have been fine. Charlotte being in there, I've seen everything Charlotte can do. And I'm fine. And Charlotte had a WrestleMania moment and all that. Give Bailey and Sasha theirs at this moment. Maybe give Charlotte some sort of a women's, if they want to get all the women out there, have them have a women's number one title, uh, a Royal Rumble match. That would have been cool. 
even though the even though WrestleMania would have been an extra. Do, do we even have enough women that are viable for some kind of match like that? Viable, but, that uh, okay. Viable wasn't the right word. I'm sorry. Like, I'd have to. Do we have it, enough credible contenders? It, we would have to make it probably a battle royal over the over the top battle royal and if, just bring out Naya. If we're doing uh, credible contenders, a uh, uh, battle royal. For credible contenders in the women's division, that battle royal would be uh, Nia Jax and Charlotte, and that's it. Uh, a battle royal actually also gives you the capabilities of of um, showcasing a certain character. So, for example, let's look at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Worst name. God, they need to shorten that thing. Either way, um, Look at it for. I'll go with last year with Baron Corbin. He was probably the best. Best, or even let's go with the first one with Cesaro. No one would have thought Cesaro would have won the first one. It was just a whole bunch of dudes in a ring. But then Cesaro kept showing more and more these amazing things that he could do in the ring. And then in the end, it built up to him in Big Show. If they put out, for example, I know y'all gonna say, Nah, not her, Emma. And I'm talking evil Emma and Jay. And I think you, Dalton, as well, used to at least watch NXT when Emma was her evil character. That <laughs> she could easily put on a good showcase, beat up, let's say, a Summer Ray who debuts back. Uh, Paige ain't coming back no time soon. Mm-hmm. They have. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to go there. <laughs> but bring out all those stupid little jobbers that are always there and just have them just flip around. And just like, oh, shoot, none of them would think. But then you see Emma take them out one by one by one, piece by piece, build Emma up so that when the following day on Raw shows up, even though she's not going to win it and Charlotte wins it so then they can prolong the match, then Emma can easily be like, oh, yeah, I'm a badass. Look at me. Okay. But, sorry. That's I'm, interesting. I'm just, I'm just dream, dream matching. But I just want a women's one-on-one match. And for them to just shoehorn Naya in there just because they want all the women to get a paycheck of some degree, I just uh, a payday, it, it's just lazy. It's just lazy. We, if that's the case, they could have put Samoa Joe in this in this uh, Chris Jericho thing and make it a two-on-one, uh, two-on-one match. We've made a lot of advancements in the women's division, and I think that that's the last hurdle that we need to jump over. Um, this incessant need from WWE to throw all of the women into, you know, one match or split it, however it is that they do it. That's one thing that I do not like about the booking. But sometimes there are moments where you're presented with an opportunity to actually tell a story and maybe it's not a singles match. For example... If it was to be a triple threat between Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha, I could have rocked with that. Even though, even though this would be the second year in a row where they did a triple threat, there's still a story there that I honestly believe that a lot of folks are not getting. And it, it, it sucks that they threw uh, Naya in there because I'm like, damn it, I was preparing a video. I'm ready to let people <laughs> know what's going on. And then they put her in there and it just undermines the whole friggin' thing. But over on SmackDown, it is much, much worse because you can tell they don't have any kind of direction at all. And the reason why they, they're talking about the match in the way that they're talking about it is because they want to leave room for surprises. Every available woman. So yep. we see all of these women, Mickey James, Becky Lynch, um, Alexa Bliss, Car- Natalia, yeah, Carmella, all of these w- women who are on screen, yeah, we know they're going to be in the match, but they want to keep that little uh, door open so we can get some surprises and stuff like that. And it sucks that they're doing it this way because, once again, this is not my SmackDown. Not this... my SmackDown. I don't know what's going on. Because that, well, that surprise, that surprise uh, female superstar entries that worked so well at wrestlemania 25 right there was literally a point in that 25 or 20 women's battle royal where the the announcers weren't even aware of who was in the match there was a point where tori wilson got like tossed over the top rope and the announcers were all confused as to who that was and it took about 10 or 15 seconds for one of them to say oh wait a minute is that that's tori wilson we haven't seen her in five years oh and that was it 
And <laughs> that's what I that's kind of what I feel like we're doing now. Like I I know on paper and in reality, actually, I know that women's matches do mean more in the grand scheme of things, and they're paying more respect to what these women can do in the ring. But, but in reality, this is probably going to be like the second or third match on the card, and I personally, even with Nia's addition, feel like they deserve better. Yes, one hundred percent, hundred percent. And to the SmackDown women, it's that none of them really have stepped up in the bailey sasha and charlotte are bailey they messed up but bailey still all three of them are larger than life women they are what what a female wrestling fan would want to be but when you look at smackdown you're like they base it <laughs> they they're they're a little better they're a little better but they base it mm. you get you get all oh, it, it's like it's like when I look at all the women at SmackDown, they're like high school girls. They're all just like high school girls. There's Natalia, who's I'm the best there was, the best there is, and the best there. I, I live off. Stand her. Oh I, my God, she I has stand her. fallen so much. Mm. She there's Natalia, who's that girl who lives off of her her uh, her parents' luster. Then there's. Becky Lynch, who's that rocker girl that doesn't really have any friends, but she thinks that she's super cool. Then there's Alexa <laughs> Bliss, who is the girl who's super cool, but nobody effing likes her. Then we have Carmella, who we who who uses boys. Literally, that's her character. <laughs> and then we have uh, Mickey James, the girl who never graduated. Hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, and no, I, like, even, even, the girl who never graduated. No, she's the girl who went off to college, but then she still hangs out at the high school parties. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? But you know, all of the characters. But like, yeah, I get it's the truth. None of them stick out. Naomi, barely, barely. But she was that cool black girl cheerleader. But <laughs> she was getting but, there. But Man. she was getting there. And God, man, I'm still holding out hope. I might be just alone in this. I'm waiting for, oh my lady, 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 lady. Is that what? what? And then just boom, I would. I'm Wait, marking what, out. What, okay? what is that? What was that? I go do it again. Nah, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as much as I love Cass doing it. I'll let I'll leave the singing on the on the air to him. Okay. <laughs> But Alexa Bliss, she is doing a fine job in her character, though. I got to give her uh, props for that. Compared to compared that's to my homegirl. I hear to now, she's excelled far and beyond. Okay, let's move over to uh, the raw side and let's talk a little bit about um, Triple H. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so, Dalton. I guess I have the floor now. So. I will never criticize Triple H for giving a bad promo because the man could literally sell ice to a polar bear. He, what I felt Monday was, this past Monday, was him trying so hard to push the narrative because the fans were already throwing CM Punk chants with, uh, at him like 10 seconds into his question after Michael Cole talked to him. And what I don't understand is, He's been putting Seth Rollins down and saying, I am done playing your little games. I am done with Seth Rollins. Here's some comp tickets. Michael Cole, when you see Seth Rollins, please give them to him. That could have been it. But as you step out of the ring, you say, wait a minute. You all want Seth Rollins and Triple H at <laughs> WrestleMania? How are you going to rub it in our face that we're not going to get this match and then beg us off? There's a reason the crowd did not react the way you wanted to, because you were sending conflicting messages. It's not that Triple H's delivery was bad, but I honestly feel like what happened was he was trying so hard to overpower the crowd and shut them up with their CM Punk chants that he was just rambling on and on and on, because he made his points about five minutes in and then had ten minutes more of trying to, like, shut the fuck up, I'm Triple H. Oh, my God, it ruined it for me. See, it made sense, though. It may, I, I've been seeing people criticize Triple H for the promo, and they're talking about how he was calling the crowd, um, basically calling them idiots, and then to basically saying he didn't care about their opinion, and then asking them for their for their opinion. It made sense because the message that he was sending is that 
these people are fools. Because I just stood here and I told all of you that Mick Foley getting fired was your fault. I told you that Mick Foley, he sacrificed years off of his life, off of his career, because he was addicted to the chants from the crowd. And he's telling them that the crowd is detrimental to the health of your favorite wrestlers. You keep cheering for them, and you cheering for them are leading to their demise. Then he says, okay, now that you have that information, do you want to see me kick Seth Rollins' ass? Everybody cheers. So Triple H is like, okay, well, you asked for it, and that's what I'm going to give you. So that's what it was. I'm with and I He proved this point a long time ago. It was, it was just taking up time. Like, hey, Seth Rollins, I hate you. I want to fight you. Come here and sign this paper. And I, you... you 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 supported your man like no one's business, Jay. I know you love Triple H, and I know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna support him definitely in because the he is good at what he does. That's oh yeah, why. oh yeah. I will I I I will support that a hundred percent. And if you want, I will talk with you about that off air because I did some history. Um, but he he is excellent at what he does. But he's excellent once he's already done it. Think even Paul Heyman could go down in a ball of flames if he just keeps going on with his promo. And for me, that's what that's what Triple H did this week. There, let's put it this way: there's a reason, Jay. I know WWE cuts up the replays of what has happened on Raw and SmackDown and cuts out some of the filler points. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason that the recap that they put on the WWE YouTube channel has Triple H asking, is that what you want? And they cut to like three minutes later in the promo to the reaction the crowd was supposed to give when he asked that question. It didn't work. It really felt like he – it really felt like to me like he got the reaction he was supposed to get too early in the promo and they had to backtrack – so they could get it right for the air. Well, I could understand that. Maybe there was some filler there. You know, Triple H, he is a long-winded type person. However, I don't believe that there was an error in the way that the segment was structured. For Triple H to go I'll out there and say, you know, you people are idiots because you keep leading your favorite superstars down a path of destruction. And then to ask them, are you sure you want to do this? And they say, yeah. He's like, okay, bet. I I'll like give you that. that. They did do the good. I'll give you that. I will give you that. I I think it definitely was long-winded, but if you go by presentation, setup and build and all that and delivery by the end of it all, it was it did what it did. It did what it needed. Very ringing endorsement. That's, there. Promo, that's what it <laughs> Mind you, the crowd ain't helping. Can I pl- can we please have a quick talk about the crowds lately? Cuz I'm to? I'm done. Cuz I real quick I'm done with them, man. Mm. I a normal. I, I go to and Dalton. Are you uh, in Tampa, right? I'm in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, so you do go to the local NXT shows, right? Y- yes, I do. And same goes for myself here in Largo. Now, uh, I went to I went to one a couple weeks ago, and it was it was awesome. I I love Cassius Ono even before he came back, and the first match was Cassius Ono. And I got these guys sitting next to me, just two sec, just uh, two two seats beside me, screaming out, "Chris Hero! Oh my God! I know who he is! I'm so cool!" And I'm like, <laughs> "His name's Cassius Ono. Now deal with it." As well, it's it's not a factor of fans being fans anymore. It's a factor of fans trying to intersect themselves into the product, trying to make themselves the piece of the show. Sorry, the show, the whole show. And I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. But then when you get stuff like 205 Live this week, amazing mother effing crap, you know what they're screaming? Do a monkey flip. Yeah, I listened to it again. That's what they're screaming every match. See, like, the, the, the issue is for me is, at least in the last couple of years, WWE has gotten smart to the fact that we want to ha- take a bigger part in the uh, – in the product we want to intersect ourselves and they've kind of fed that notion there have been points where it's like we initially try to elicit a certain reaction from the crowd because well if the crowd reacts strongly by virtue of what you see on tv somebody at home is more likely to look at something favorably if the crowd present there at 
the time looks at it favorably. And I think the fact that there are certain times where we try to feed that reaction, we try to elicit that, um, is problematic because then you have certain shows like that, like house shows or just small segments that don't deserve certain reactions that they get. You have problems where they, the fans feel it's okay to interject themselves. And obviously you can't take a, you know, a general approach and just try to say, oh, we don't want fans reacting. Obviously you can't do that, but I just think you got to use common sense because it's, it's annoying for the most part. <laughs> Tonight, Using uh, common you- sense, that's funny. Yeah, no, but no, no. We're going to do the same thing at WrestleMania, though. We're going to be there. We all want to get our money's worth right. I'm going to be cheering what I believe in correctly. I'm not going to be che- cheering what or CM Punk or Chanting Monkey We Flip. Want Page and oh, shit like that. Yeah. No, I, I damn sure ain't doing that. Like, <laughs> I damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, She's a great I mean, wrestler. She's a great wrestler, by the way, everybody. She's a great wrestler. Besides I know. Uh, that, Crazy girl. <laughs> she she calls out her spots, you know, too loudly. But yeah, you know, true. Besides that, she's I. Yeah. I mean, I know Sarah is going to be booing the proposal if John Cena actually proposes to Nikki. I... And I'm going to be cheering louder so that I counteract that <laughs> booing. Okay, I will be right there with you. I boy, we when you brought up John Cena, who has watched that dang total bullshit shit multiple times. Oh that was God. so friggin' amazing. Man. That was so great. The Miz and Maurice, oh. even though they're only like a few years older than me, I want them to adopt me. Like, I really do. <laughs> because they are, they are so well, You want a Canadian white woman and a Hollywood white dude to be with this Arizona black military man. Excuse me? He's don't you, don't you ever refer to me as Arizona. I just stopped here for a brief five years. But, you know, yeah, no, no, it's four. Yeah, it's four. I, I, I'm not from here, though. I don't I don't claim Arizona. Oh, yeah, you're from, uh, you're from the boy. Right? Exactly. There you go. Yeah, Boom. I had to reach back into my old PWF, PWTR days. <laughs> what you used to say you were in, in, in Detroit, but, but besides, they aren't they are phenomenal? They are amazing, very oh fashionable. I bet you they would like my shirt. Oh I my god, they they're they're hilarious. Oh, Nikki, I think it's time for me to give you the ring, the WWE. <laughs> ring. Oh my god, oh my god, this was the week of comedy for WWE Southpaw Wrestling, and this mm. dude, dude, it was so funny this week and i i hate the fact that i am so invested in nikki and john cena to the point where i feel like there needs to be a proposal now because shit they they have to work it out now because it's like you're not going to sit up and make fun of me week after week on tv about not getting a ring and then for it to not happen like that shit has <laughs> got to happen. WrestleMania will not be complete if Nikki and John Cena if Nikki do don't not get, that get ring. engaged. Exactly. If she Nikki better get, get the ring in the ring. Okay? Yeah. That, if, you, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. I, I have just, to believe Nikki's okay with it because like I, everyone or not everyone, but a lot of people are saying like, well, that's really going to take away from the matrimony and the the emotional appeal of the the marriage. How are you going to say that? Maybe Nikki wants this. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nikki wants to be adored. In well, you know, uh, maybe she wants a reaction, whether it's positive or negative. You know, women like to be shown off, and what better way to show off your wife than to fifty five thousand to sixty thousand people in an arena? Who are we to judge what makes them happy? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Based off of the other personal things that we've seen displayed in front of a lot of people, a marriage proposal that you know, there's people that are married it. at WWE shows all the time, like a random person. We've watched. Shit, like- I remember Cena and Ziggler. That match, I I remember that distinctively because it's like, damn, Ziggler does not matter at all. <laughs> oh, Jay, that was what we talked about in my little interview <laughs> last mm-hmm. week. But besides that, people get. People, uh, in in affection ways, people love to be – look at Facebook. Look at Instagram. People love to take pictures of when they get moments like this. What bigger moment is there than proposing to your wife – sorry, your, your, your fiancé then at WrestleMania? And you know damn well Nikki wants that. And then if we go for even the Total Bella show, we watch Jimmy and uh, uh, one of the Usos, Mary Naomi, on television. It was Jimmy. 
It was Jimmy. Yeah, I thought I had it right. I didn't want to mess it up. Serious. <laughs> Either way, um, if Nick, if Nikki does not get that ring at the end of that match, even, and I've thought of a scenario where Miz wins. <laughs> it's very small. It's very small. But there is a there is a possible scenario where he might win. Nikki still can get that ring and have the have me and Jay cheering like nobody's business. We can equal sixty thousand people. I yes, think sir. Cassie's there. gonna be my girlfriend's gonna be right there with us. Okay, she's that stuff up. She's the stuff. Up. So it, okay. <laughs> y'all be cheering. Sarah will be booing. I'll be taking pictures of the whole dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be such a wonderful moment. I tell you. Oh my god. But yeah, this feud is the saving grace for me over on SmackDown. Because you look at the other top two feuds, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, I have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on over there. We already talked about Shane and AJ. When it comes down to John Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice, they're taking the cake and they're they're freaking running with it. This the wedding is- cake? <laughs> there you go. Boom. That was a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um 100%. They are they are doing great by it. it's funny, it's entertaining, it's interesting and John Cena's promo on talking smack at the end. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he's Don't you love how he just kept smack. saying Mike? Like he's like not the Miz. Mike puts himself over. Yep. Mike is the flavor of the month. Dude. But for me, uh, the other John Cena ones were always like eh. But that one on Talking Smack this time, I was like, "Damn, son!" Like I, he legitimately made me fear him, and that ain't often with John Cena. When I see him on TV, if I saw him in real life, I'm gonna piss myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but besides that, um, you, um, you, you spoke about Bray Wyatt, and I don't know about you. First off, I think Bray Wyatt's gonna Bray Wyatt and Randy is gonna close the show. It's 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 my uh. hope, but I really think so. And honestly, just because I want that nighttime lantern thing to happen a little bit, the feud is wacky. It's and not in the good way. It's not. It they're taking it just as you've said before. They're taking all the hoops and ladders to try and make it as convoluted but make sense as possible. But I like Bray getting beat, like leveling up. He's his. As, as we've seen through all the years since Bray's been back, he is he he's never been an elemental force that they've tried to bring to WWE. When he showed up, it was like, oh, he's just a crazy dude that lives in the bayou. And he's like, hey man, I'm Bray Wyatt, and I got me these two dudes to hang out with me. So like, I'm gonna whoop that ass. Why are you here? <laughs> can, can you imagine Bray Wyatt saying, "I'm gonna whoop that ass"? <laughs> <laughs> but he's never had a point. He's never. He's just been showing up and then disappearing. And then when he fights, he always loses. This is one of the first times where I could solely see him winning. And not just because of that he's the champion and that I damn sure don't want to see Randy again. Because the man literally has the ability of teleportation. He can summon people. He can summon people and teleport those people. I can't fight that. He also has the power of uh, lightning. Um, Yeah, lightning. Force lightning. Yeah. He has mind control. He has uh, uh, um, matter manipulation to a degree. He made a chair pop up out of made made a a cross X thingy come out of his hand out of nowhere, which I hope they explain that. Um, But I think that's so cool, and I'm kind of missing it because Taker's. uh, I I would like to transition to Taker and Roman after this, if that's right. But Taker's luster of of immovable force is weaning. And Bray, while all of the bad stuff is still on him, he's doing well to kind to give that luster back to him. The only thing he needs to do now is to get more wins. And I think it starts at WrestleMania. See, he he's not getting that luster back at all because there was a point in time where you say Bray Wyatt was just this guy that showed up. He was actually an interesting character back then. And there was a lot that we didn't know about Bray Wyatt. And maybe that was a good thing. Because I look at Bray Wyatt right now and his sister Abigail like that thing. And Cass talked about this on the show 
a few weeks ago when he said those ashes, they looked a little too wet to be ashes. <laughs> I went back and I watched that segment. He was right. Those weren't ashes. That that was that was something else. I, I ain't going to say what it was. That, that it, it was some BS, okay? It was some BS. Um, but Bray Wyatt to me right now is not interesting. Like, I look at him and... I guess we can't have the best of both worlds because I'm more interested in Bray Wyatt as a wrestler now, mm. but not necessarily a character. For some reason, those two worlds are disconnected for me. And it sucks that when Bray Wyatt gets to the highest point that he's ever been in WWE, that's when the characterization really falls off. And this feud is not a good one for him at this level in WWE. I think uh, the issue that I have, and I think it might speak to b- uh, both of your issues with the Ray Wyatt character, is that he's losing his allegiances. I mean, he's the kind of character, being a cult leader, that needs followers. And yeah, there were there were people in sheep masks that served the purpose of being bodies for the angle this past uh, Tuesday. But those aren't people we know. And the fact that they've not brought in a character to resemble uh, Sister Abigail kind of bothers me because I feel like that's an avenue that could still be explored with this character. Um, I've long thought somebody... Well, no, now (laughs) we missed the boat. That shit sailed. Um, I thought when it was an opportune time to do it, somebody like an Alexa Bliss might have worked well as a sister a as a physical representation of the Sister Abigail character. She's too cute to be Sister Abigail. It has to be somebody like ugly. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that, that's what I was thinking. You, that's why it works. If you were to dress her up in the right makeup, you could have three ugly guys in uh, Braun Strowman, Luke Harper, and Bray Wyatt, and then you have uh, Sister Abigail because she's she's a compelling force, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's somebody that would draw Bray Wyatt to her. Maybe use her beauty as the uh, as the drawing force. Oh, okay, I see that. Uh, I think um, some wacky stuff is going to happen. At <laughs> like I don't expect the clean finish. Like I'll, I'll give I'll give props where it's due. Like I will give props to Randy Orton because it seems to me that even though we have some complaints about logically where this feud has gone, uh, Randy Orton has stayed committed the whole time. He oh, has stayed yeah. committed to this character, and for that I I can't fault him at what all. What character? <laughs> there ain't yeah. much to be committed to. He goes out oh, there yeah, and with, with slight sarcasm, but. I, I can agree with Jay, but I can agree with Dalton. When he was a part of the family, he was he was interesting. But we the problem was that we've seen guy joins cult, guy betrays. Sorry, guy joins faction. Guy's only there to make the faction fall. Guy will eventually betray the faction. That was the main problem with it. And Randy gave as much as he possibly could with it for the very short amount of time that he was a part of it. And then suddenly he was like. Sorry for my language. Fuck this. <laughs> then he just burned down the house. Oh, you can't curse <laughs> on this show. You can't curse. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> little little PWF Empire fans. Fudge this. Fudge Big Newton's this. Um, <laughs> and anybody who listens to this show should know that I was I was joking because I curse more than anybody. I yeah. We 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 all. <laughs> But uh, as I said, um, it, it was now to look at Randy. He's just nothing. He's nothing. See, the same Randy that I see right now is the one that I saw all throughout his time in the Wyatt family. Yeah, I could see that because you could see he was just playing, just playing around. He wasn't. He, he wasn't. He. It was like, oh, dude, I get to hang out with these guys and not have to fight that much. I. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Sorry, I have Randy. I get to hang out with these guys. It's not dude. So is that a thing of yours? The, these little impressions you did, AJ, Randy. Who else you got? Uh, you want to get hype? I stay hype. <laughs> have you guys seen that video of Gronkowski hyping up Mojo Raleigh? No, and I don't want to. I'm quite. It it, it sounds astonishing. It's fucking hilarious. Like I was sitting at I was sitting at work today, not doing what I was supposed to do, and uh, happened to see Gronkowski, and he's just standing in the locker room, smacking Mojo Raleigh in the chest. Come on, boy, we got WrestleMania to look forward to. You gonna win that battle, boy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it's probably so, what freaking. It was, was so good. 
It was oh, so absolutely. fucking funny. Can I just go ahead but, and say uh, something about Gronkowski, though? One thing that I absolutely hate when I see them pan over to celebrities in the audience is when they do, like, the fake fighting thing and then put their friend in the headlock. I don't know why, but I hate that. And he did that. So I, I, I just wanted to say I didn't like that. That's all. But I think we've said everything we could about Randy and Bray for right now. We got one more week, and then we we got to eat the sandwich that they give us no matter what. Um, let's let's move over to the other quotation mark supernatural match, Roman and Taker. Um, I think it's gonna be cool, but I don't give two craps. <laughs> I don't give two craps. Well, I don't I'm, see much going on with Roman Reigns, but. The narrative that WWE is attempting to paint, new school versus the old school, this is my yard, I like that, and I'm hoping that this unlocks something within Roman Reigns. I'm not going to go as far as a heel turn, but to see who The Undertaker is and to see the presence that he brings that just that that big star power that surrounds him the aura of the undertaker something has to be done to lift roman reigns up to a point where it seems as if he's a formidable force to go against that and that's a tall order but i look forward to seeing how wwe is going to execute it that's the one thing that's keeping me holding on to this. Um, what what I think needs to happen here is we need to introduce some subtlety. Um, I don't up until now a lot of Roman's build has been straightforward, uh, and even if he's only said what he's needed to say in a, in so many words, uh, I think whether Roman wins or Taker wins, you could go either way and introduce a change into Roman's character. And the, the like, the sadist in me kind of wants to see Roman win just to see the riots that are going to happen in Orlando, because they're going to be there's going to be some pitchforks, there's going to be some torches, there's going to be hell. People want you to think that that's going to be the way it is. I'll I mean, never if, forget if the, that time where Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble and a dude <laughs> was holding a sign in his face and said, "If Roman wins, we riot." He won. I didn't see that. And all you're doing, you're you're holding the the fucking sign in his face and not rioting. That is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Because it's like, dude, do you not realize how stupid you look right now? Apparently not. Hmm. I, I, I don't understand. But that can be another shot. Another. <laughs> But for back to the feud and the stuff, and by the, sorry, Dalton, you you were about to say something. I, I interjected. Um, if if they actually introduce a change to Roman's character, I mean, as much as we'd all like to see the heel turn, it I don't think it necessarily has to be so blatant because the fact of the matter is, we got fans who are going to boo Roman no matter what he does, and. The reality of it is, with somebody like Taker who has the presence that Jay mentioned, who has who is larger than life to uh, put Roman over him is a perfect opportunity to introduce some real change to his character. And Lord knows, I hope they do that. Um, but if they don't, if they don't introduce any change, I might honestly be out of, uh, out of having any hope for Roman's character. Where because, are you at right now? I, when it comes to Roman Reigns? Like I do – I don't enjoy his character currently, but I see a lot of potential with like this match. You you'd be you'd be damned if you didn't have potential with a victory over Undertaker. But yeah, you have if to try we, hard to fuck it up, which yeah, I do not he, put past WWE. Ninety seconds. If if uh, if we don't introduce any kind of change here. It's a slap in the face. We, you know, with with rumors going around that the next year um, event is going to be Lesnar Reigns. If you don't introduce some kind of change to go back to that match with Reigns changing his character, I'm not sure where we can go with him at all. I don't know what to do with Roman. Like, while wow, his heel turn, I used to sixty I definitely, seconds. So, I, I used to be a definite, definite. I hated Roman. 
man. And I'm not going to say, I, I, I will never lie about that. It probably has to be around, um, around probably, oh, when he was fighting AJ. When that feud was going. I think Micah cut out. But And now I fully accepted him. Sagan? Uh, go ahead. You... Everything okay, Jay? Yeah. Um, he, but then I completely, a hundred percent, was on board with Roman at the Royal Rumble this year as number thirty, because hmm. because while I had a, I have a, I had Ten to get together. Seconds. With all um, do we have to wrap it up? No. I just hearing it yelling and hearing what do we call it? Brit, Brit, Britana? Bridget. <laughs> Bridget. <laughs> Bridget. There we go. Bridget yelling at me. Anywho. Um, we have, he comes out as number 30 and everybody is booing. You know what I'm doing? I'm laughing my ass off <laughs> because they got me again. And I was like, you know what? You damn straight Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And, but besides that, there's no, if you turn him heel now, it's, it's kind of just too, too obvious and turning heel turns and stuff is just too easy nowadays. Everyone thinks a heel turn solves it. And as we know now, Dolph Ziggler, but he's a whole different different thing than Roman. Either way, I think that the story progression of it's my young. I can't do a Roman, but but Undertaker's is this is my yard. Your Roman and Undertaker sound exactly the same. Hey, cool. All right, I'm down with that. My favorite is when Undertaker showed back up to enter for the Royal Rumble, and it was, I'm here to enter the Royal Rumble. And I decided that I like this sandwich. And it tastes real good. <laughs> Remember at the end of the promo, he just grumbled? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the growl. That crap. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went the full cookie monster mode. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. You unleashed the monster. Man. I do it all. The time. Man. And he and his promos are so. It's always like he's telling. Like, could you imagine being his kid? Now, Jay, I told you <laughs> to do your homework today, <laughs> and you did it. By the time he gets finished talking, the homework will be already done. But besides that, the the, the match is, I think the match is going to be cool because Roman is Roman is pulling out some good stuff. Taker is Taker. I I don't expect a lot from him, but he always blows it away from me every year. Mm-hmm. And the build is as good as it's going to be with the two of them because it's different from all the other ones. Like Triple H when he was doing it was trying to. Um, kind of, kind of take uh, the the two last old dogs standing, as well as um, get revenge for his friend that got retired from him the year before. Then there's Punk, who was like, Paul Bear died, so f you. And then there's Bray, who was like, I'm the new face of fear now. And then there's Shane, who was trying to do some, trying to become GM of the company. Which ended up anyway since he lost. So that's that's retcon. Anywho, now we have just a plain old. This is my yard. It's just it's, it's bare bones. There's no stakes, which is fine, and I like it that way. The streak's gone, so it's just a normal match. And I'm I'm cool if Roman if Roman retires him, and I I think of it in the way if you guys remember when Jeff Hardy fought Undertaker years back. And it was like a 27-minute match. They flipped. They they did a lot in the end. I think Taker had to hit him with like two choke slams or last rides or something to keep him down. And then he got up and he shook his hand, and that was the elevation from Jeff Hardy Intercontinental Champion um, person to Jeff Hardy. And if Roman can keep him down for that one, two, three, Undertaker gets up, shakes his hand. I think the crowd will if the mat when the match is very good because that's what I expect. Alrighty, um, that's it for the show. We're about to start wrapping up now. Uh, Dalton, 
Any closing comments? We are nine motherfucking days away from WrestleMania. Well, actually, Ooh. just seven days away from the trip. So by oh, this well, okay. time in a week. Where are you guys going? We will be in Orlando. Like oh. uh, when you get, I'm I'm going on Saturday. We'll be there Friday. Yeah. Jay are y'all doing the stuff? Yes, yeah. we are. Nice. I'll see if I can sneak away from the missus for a bit. <laughs> Alrighty, anything from you, Micah? Um, I hope you all enjoyed my first introduction, and I'm sure it will not be my last. There will be many uh, more how, laughs. How are you maybe... so sure? I think I entertain. <laughs> I think I think I think people still want impressions. You haven't even heard my Vincent Kennedy in full full action. Oh man, he's always great. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us on the show this week, Micah and uh, Dalton, as always, the Canadian sensation, international man of mystery. Great to have you here. Yes, um, just a week away from the WrestleMania trip. We're going to be filming some stuff vlog style. We're going to be doing our preview of WrestleMania while we're down there. Going to get some more content on the way for you by way of PWF Empire. Hopefully you're looking forward to all of that stuff. And as always, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can do so. Well, if you hear this, you are listening to the <laughs> podcast. But there are different ways based off of whatever it is that you want to do. You can download the podcast on iTunes, subscribe to it over there. The episodes will automatically be downloaded to iTunes and you can access them through the podcast app on your iPhone, also on Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, and of course PWFEmpire.com. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you later. Peace. Later days. Gimmick infringement. That's my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> gimmick of gimmick infringement, yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 